have to be brutally honest. Fifth or sixth for this Arsenal side is just about right as things stand. Guys, 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 welcome back to the Dugout Podcast. And I'm back because of popular demand or plain old controversy. Ryan, the OG of the Dugout Podcast, asked me to give my reasons why Tottenham are the biggest club in London. So I promise I'll keep this short and sweet, just like Chelsea's history. Managers. Arsenal can't attract a big-time manager. You went and got the cone boy from Manchester City. You'll automatically think just because he was under Pep that he is going to be the next Pep. That's not how it works. You had the opportunity of getting Ancelotti and you let him go to Everton. So Chelsea, they went and got Lampard. Okay, cool. He did well in the championship with Derby. But let's be real, guys. Come on, Lampard isn't tested at a high level. And when all the hype dies down, all the evidence will point that his appointment was a bad idea. All signs show that Tottenham are progressing in a forward direction, going and appointing a world-renowned manager who's won trophies. And yes, Chelsea will know all about Mourinho because he helped establish them as a club in 2003. Let's talk facilities. Tottenham has the best stadium, hands down. Arguably the best stadium in Europe. Let's talk training ground because they know how world-class it is. So Arsenal, please tell me, I mean, why did you leave Highbury? I mean, go to the Emirates, atmosphere is dead there, completely toxic. Your trajectory as a club has completely changed ever since you left Highbury. And Chelsea, come on, we keep on hearing about these plans to improve and increase the capacity of your stadium. When is it going to happen? Let's talk money and revenue. On the 23rd edition of Deloitte's Money League, Tottenham ended up in 8th place in terms of the richest clubs in the world. Chelsea are in 9th and Arsenal are in 11th place. So do you know what has me boggled with your claim of having the most supporters between the three clubs? I mean, you'll say Chelsea and Arsenal on top. Yes, the stats say they're on social media and you claim that you have all these fans all over the world. Where does it relate to revenue? I mean, it doesn't help claiming these fans and supporters if it doesn't actually show within your profits. Maybe I'm speculating as well on this. I mean, coronavirus has impacted a lot of businesses and football clubs across the world. How does Chelsea go out and splash cash on Hakim Ziyech and Timo Werner? How, how do you do it? How do you spend these millions when you know, everyone is taking it easy in the transfer market. And on that notion, I bet you something is going to happen with FIFA saying that you'll have been violating transfer and fair play rules. So when I brought up this topic of between the three London clubs who has the most England internationals, I think it really is an important topic that you can't overshadow. With Tottenham leading the statistic with 78 internationals to Arsenal 63 to Chelsea's 48. Over the seasons, you've seen Tottenham average three or four players representing the three Lions. So when you want to call yourself the pride of London or the pride of North London, how do you not consider having England players in your team? You need to ask yourself, does your team really represent London, England? I'm going to give you another scary statistic. I mean, under Arsene Wenger, you'll have this French connection type thing where you had the likes of uh, Thierry Henry, Vieira, but those days are gone. Your club is still trying to replicate that magic, but it's quite fizzled out. Recent French players that have come to mind are Giroud, Guendouzi, Lacazette, Pepe. But 
what is happening at your club so is there any england representation there you've had about 30 french international players represent your club i think you're just a shit psg we also spoke of feeder club mentality so when you look at tottenham you think of the likes of dimitar babatov that went to manchester united you think of luka modric and gareth bale that went to real madrid and yes they've left our club and have won titles but how can we forget the number of players from arsenal and chelsea that have made other clubs greater how can we overlook chelsea's inability to recognize talent let's look at players that have left arsenal for better thierry henry to barcelona Sanchez and Van Persie to Manchester United. Aaron Ramsey on Juventus on a free. Giroud to Chelsea to win the Europa League. Cesc Fabregas to Barcelona, Ashley Cole to Chelsea to win the Champions League, Adebayo to Manchester City, Clichy to Manchester City, Nasri to Manchester City, Schlepp and Alex Song to Barcelona. So how is Arsenal going to compete for major trophies when you sell to direct rivals like Chelsea, Manchester City, Manchester United? For all the legends and talents you have let out of your club in recent history, have you acquired the services of any better players? I mean, looking at your squad, it says no. So let's look at Chelsea. Most of the time when they've sold their players, they haven't really sold them to direct rivals. But there are the odd few players that have come back to bite them. So let's name a few players that have left your club for better. Iron Robin He left to go to Real Madrid and ended up at Bayern Munich. Diego Costa, Atletico Madrid. Oscar to Shanghai. Ivanovic to Zenit. Ramirez and Drogba to China. Let's look at the players they have let go to rival. Mata and Matic to Manchester United. I think I could definitely say that they are pivotal players for Manchester United. Maybe not Mata so much anymore because of the arrival of Bruno Fernandes and having Paul Pogba there as well. But still, he's had an important part to play at Manchester United's recent history. With their recent form, their recent achievements, Europa League. Let's look at Lukaku who went to Everton and ended up at Manchester United. At one stage, he rivaled and competed quite well with Kane for a golden boot. He didn't win it, but it showed his true talent. And where is he now? He's at Inter Milan. bossing the Serie A league. Let's look at Daniel Sturridge who went to Liverpool. Easily one of the best and most composed finishers I've seen. With a great striker next to him in the likes of Suarez, you saw what he was capable of. Kevin De Bruyne who went to Wolfsburg and ended up at Manchester City. You can see for yourself that when Manchester City don't have him in their squad, they are a different team and with him they are a different beast. So you let Salah go to Roma and he ended up at Liverpool. Oh my gosh, how could you not recognize the potential of this boy? When I first saw him in Basel, I mean, I knew he was something. And I know Oba won the golden boot with him as well. But Mo Salah is everything that Oba wishes he could be. Mad pace, composed finishing. He can do it from any angle. I mean, how did you let him go? I tell you when Obama Young goes to sleep at night. 
he wishes he could be a king and a pharaoh like uh, Mo Salah. So now I'll be wrapping up on my final points. Let's look at the season when Chelsea won that brilliant Champions League. That same season you finished 6th behind Newcastle United. It was the first time in my history of watching football that I had to see a club win the Champions League to qualify. And I mean that's another part of where our hatred of you stems. I mean, you had to win the Champions League to knock us out of actually qualifying. We were actually better than you that season. You won the Champions League with Roberto Di Matteo. Where is he now? I mean, you see what you'll do to, to managers? So many reasons make it clear that Chelsea winning the Champions League that season was a fluke. I mean, where is Roberto Di Matteo now? And the way you'll finish the league, the Premier League that season, I mean, uh, let's look at the Europa League. Sorry, playing sorry ball. <laughs> You're playing Sari Bola under him. You've got the Europa League. But where's the man now? He had to leave. Because why? Your club is like a curse for managers. It goes to say both Arsenal and Chelsea are toxic. You're not toxic. You must understand you're not toxic. The reason why I hate Chelsea is because you're not delighted to be a thorn in our side rather than winning something. You will be happy. <laughs> you will be happy to see us miserable. And that's like a trophy to you. Chelsea is like the methylated spirits the barbers put on the heads of the cutting. I mean, as you're feeling good, you look in the mirror, you like how you look, you like how you feel, you know, hey, the haircut is right. Boom! The sting comes. That's what Chelsea are to my club Tottenham. I can't tell you how many times I've seen my club scout a player and then Chelsea go and scout the same player. I swear, even if it's not for us, You'll just do it to, to teams in the league where someone will be interested in a player. You'll one looking at the player or something. All of a sudden, when the deal's about to happen, oops, Chelsea come in. Why? It's just like that with Team Havana. Liverpool were in it. They were about to get the deal done. They were gonna, it was going to be a player that they could substitute maybe with Roberto Firmino, add another dynamic to their team, go up a level. And then Chelsea come in. Timo, should I sit aside? Should I sit aside, my bro? And you know what I can see happening to Timo at your, at your team, Chelsea? Do you know what I foresee happening with Wagner at your club? The same thing that happened with Barata. He's not gonna shine there. He's not. I don't care what number you'll give him. I don't care if it's number 9, number 10, number 11, whatever. He's not gonna shine at Chelsea. Maybe he'll have his moments of brilliance, but something, something's gonna happen. Your club is too toxic. The William saga of how the man had his medical by Spurs and the next minute he signed for Chelsea is another reason I will forever hate Chelsea. I have never seen a club stoop to such dirty tactics. The battle at the bridge when Spurs were going down to the wire with Leicester. I mean, you all threw everything, Muti, Alice in that game. That day, you all didn't decide to play football. It was WWE, one way, nothing else. I've never seen a team do something like that. When beaters, however, but to play dirty. I swear that day you gave instructions to Costa. You gave instructions to Costa. You made that man go like an animal. That day, forever, I will lay Chelsea. Arsenal, I want to know what you left Ibrahim for. I really want to know. You paid for a Ferrari but got a Kia big hands on. Ever since the day you left, your trajectory as a club has declined. Ever since that day. 
Arsene Wenger won 17 out of your 43 trophies. The man is a legend, he's a god, he's a professor of football. And the way your toxic fans ousted him before he eventually said he's, he's leaving your club. I mean, nobody deserves that. A manager on that high level, and that is why your club has been going down ever since he's left. It's because you don't appreciate greatness. Your fans have absolutely no claws. Arsene Wenger has even come out saying that he does not want to come to your football club in any shape or form, any position, nothing. Speaking of no clause, when you'll have Xhaka as your captain, the man was literally playing 30 seconds with the hourglass and you're already booing the man. I'm, I honestly believe Xhaka works hard in your team, but your fans, as toxic as they are, would want to wear the captain's armband. And that is why captains leave your club. Fabregas, Van Persie, Gallas, Koscielny, yo. All other clubs you see captains wanting to stay till their last day. But at Arsenal, they can't wait to get out. They can't wait to take off the shirt. It was an absolute disgrace when I saw Koscielny take off the Arsenal kit and underneath they had the bottle kit. He could not wait to leave your club. You're not toxic. You'll need psychological help as a fan base. I tell you guys that Arsenal fans love mediocrity. And that is why you're still happy with Ozil being at your club. Your fans completely demoralize your players. And I think your supporters have found a deeper love for Arsenal fan TV than the actual club. You know, I'm sorry to even have to say this, but I think Arsenal fan TV is the equivalent of keeping up with the Kardashians. You got Robbie who's Chris Jenner, and then you got DT Troops and Claude who like the Kardashian sisters. And that's why I'm saying Arsenal fans will rather tune in for that reality drama than watch your club do rubbish. And the belief when you speak to fans yeah, about how the team is gonna be so amazing, how Pepe is gonna come in and boss the league, I think it's because you don't watch soccer. Boys, I've said what I said. I've said what I've said. This is how your clubs operate. If you're not happy, don't fight with me. Send an email. <laughs> Send an email to your clubs. Email the directors. I mean, that's your club. You'll pay. You'll pay to buy the merchandise to watch the, the teams play and do rubbish. You're not happy. Send an email. I told you before, we were the first club to do things in London. And when we have this conversation around the table, Arsenal and Tottenham have history, right? We have history. And you get Chelsea, there's like a small child that just wants to be in the middle of the argument. Doesn't like when mommy and daddy are fighting. And then you got Chelsea standing with Arsenal to be against Tottenham. It's like Tottenham or the absent father that wasn't around. And that's why I say periods have happened. Tottenham started it all. Arsenal had their glory period and their invincible team. Chelsea were established in 2003, coming along with their owner, their Russian owner. And since then, you'll have had a glory period, you'll have bought your trophies. But now, what has happened? You'll have seen the rise of Spurs. You'll have seen that Spurs are doing something consistently every season. And there's room to grow. With everything that we have, our facilities, we can only get better. We can only get better and above and beyond. And like I said, Chelsea, it's nice. I like what you're building. Your players that you're signing this season, the season's not even over. People are still dying of corona. You're spending the millions. Carry on. 
When FIFA comes for you, don't say I didn't tell you. Arsenal, you've 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 had your glory days, but post Arsene Wenger, you are the English Morocco swallows. So to end off, boys, I'll say the ball is round. Tides come and go within English football. It's all love, and I know the giants have fallen off the beanstalk. Thank you for watching. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe, and share this video. Ryan the OG will bring you new content coming out soon. Stay tuned.